founder of Highbox, uh, quit investment banking and the banking sector in general for Highbox and his other company, uh, JoinCube. They're bringing the two together with the goal of hitting $50,000 uh, $50, in monthly recurring revenue by the end of the year. Currently, Highbox is doing about ten grand per month, serving 300 customers of different team sizes, each paying about 32 bucks per month, helping them with messaging, on-demand video conferencing, among other things. Uh, new product coming out called Beamer, which will help folks understand change logs and ideally help current users understand what's being changed and how they can access and use new products. They've raised $1 million, distributed team across Buenos Aires, Austin, and uh, and uh, Barcelona. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year -year growth rates, customer counts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Spencer Kuhn. He's the co-founder of Highbox.co and JoinCube, which we'll jump into. He has over five years of experience in enterprise collaboration software, seven years working internationally, and he's managed teams across three continents and five countries. Previously, he was an investment banking at JP Morgan in New York City. Spencer, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm totally ready. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. Tell us what Highbox does and what's the revenue model. How do you make money? Sure. So Highbox is a collaboration app for teams. So Highbox combines a chat, task management, and video conferencing all on the same platform to help your team be more productive. And we also add a layer of artificial intelligence to bring everything together uh, and enhance workers' productivity even more. This is like you're competing with like with like Slack for messaging, like Zoom with video, and like WhatsApp for messaging all in one platform. Uh, I mean, how yeah, do you make? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe even Asana also, uh, or a Trello-like system for task management. So yeah, that's the idea is to kind of combine all those different tools that workers need on a daily basis to get stuff done and collaborate together um, in one single platform so that you have less noise. You lose less time switching between different apps, and the different tools are actually designed to work together instead of designed in, in separate platforms where, where they might not work as well um, together. And what's the revenue model? I mean, is this a SaaS platform? Exactly. SaaS freemium. So everyone has a 14-day free trial um, of a pro version where you can buy a limited amount of users, use all of our different features. Um, and then there's three different versions of Highbox um, after the free trial. So you have the free version with a limited version of task management, less minutes on video conferencing, uh, you know, reduced search. Um, then you have an enterprise version where you have more tools like an auditing log. Um, being able to go into really granular, detailed search um, of people's conversations to find exactly what you're, you're looking for. And then, Spencer, to avoid kind of going down each individual cohort, if we just take an average, I mean, what's the average customer paying you per month? 
The average customer is paying us around $32 a month. That's our ARPU. Okay. Um, so our average account has around eight people, um, seven, eight people um, in the account. Most people are on our pro plan. Okay, so just to be clear, that $8, or sorry, that $32, that's per seat, and the average company has eight seats. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's exactly accurate. Okay, got it. So that's each it. company is paying, call it around 250 260 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. On yeah, average, okay, very cool. No, 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 no. Sorry, the average ticket is is around thirty two dollars per month. So it's four dollars or eight dollars per seat per month. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay, so the average business that has eight accounts, so you do eight times four ish, and that's where you get the thirty two. Exactly. Perfect. Okay, take us back to the founding story. You went from like, you know, Austin, Texas and rock climbing to investment banking to now Highbox and software. Why leave JP Morgan and do this? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting story. So in JP Morgan, um, it was a great gig. I was working in as an MA analyst in a LATAM uh, focused firm in, in New York, but um, I wanted to change. I mean, I wanted to have my own product. Um, you know, in investment making, you're essentially selling advice. You work with a lot of smart people. It's a really good gig, but you, at the end of the day, you don't get to create something tangible that you can then, you know, give to people and sort of see that, that result, um, that do that effect that you're having on people in a little bit more tangible way. And also just have always been really passionate about Latin America, really interested in foreign languages, Spanish and Portuguese. Um, and yeah, I've just always kind of had this, um, you know, desire to create my own thing, to start my own company. So where are so you now? You mentioned Latin America. Are you in Latin America? No, I'm not. So actually, we started this in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. Um, and kind of the reason for that is Latin America is a great place to get started um, because it's much less competitive than other more mature markets like, you know, North America or Europe. Um, and it's also like very easy to to acquire high quality talent um, at very competitive costs. Um, so, for instance, our, our dev team, which we have based in Buenos Aires, um, they're extremely good. And because of the much lower cost of living in Buenos Aires compared to places like the Valley, um, it's a much better place sort of to have your, your, your tech team base. And um, how big is your tech team? How many people are on it? So we have five people on our tech team and we're 15 globally. It's spread between offices in Buenos Aires, uh, Barcelona, and Sao Paulo in Brazil. And most of your folks you said are on Barcelona? Yeah, that's right. Very cool. And what's okay. So again, back to JP Morgan, what year did you quit? And when did you launch uh, Highbox? So that was in 2012. And I actually did a brief stint at a local Chilean investment bank. Um, and that's where I met my current uh, business partner. Um, so, you know, we essentially met, he was doing a program called Start, Startup Chile um, at the time, which is really cool. Um, the entrepreneurs if they come and physically stay in Santiago for six months and participate in a bunch of you know networking and mentoring programs um, he was doing that for another idea we met saw that we had a lot of complementary skills um, and started talking about this idea of how can we launch um, you know a product that will help people collaborate um, in a better way at work and um, that's when we decided to start uh, join cube which was our first product and do you remember and that wasn't you said that was in 2012 right Yes. Do you remember what first year revenue was? First year revenue, I think, was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was less than, than 10K, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we had to take this from, from idea stage to beta to, you know, so it's, it's definitely a process. First, and this is our first time around being 
young entrepreneurs. So definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, first year was lower. And wh where were you from like a mental state? Had you saved up enough cushion from the investment banking salaries that you could afford to go out and take this risk? Or did you do what some entrepreneurs do, which is you literally had it all on the line, like credit card debt you had to make this work? Yeah, no, totally. Just being honest, I, I did not have everything on the line. I had a good amount of savings from having worked in, in banking for a few years up in New York City and then, and then a year in Santiago. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, it was kind of an obvious decision. Like I was already in South America, uh, single, young, you know, had a great idea with the, with a guy that I saw as like a really trustworthy and, you know, again, complementary skill set sort of partner with him having studied tech and being from Latin America, me having studied finance and business and being from uh, the U.S. And uh, yeah, it, it really made sense for me uh, to go for it. So I, I went kind of full steam ahead. And then so fast forward to today, I mean, have you have you bootstrapped or have you raised capital for the company? So we raised a couple um, seed rounds from angel investors in both the uh, United States and in South America. Um, being based in Latin America, it's a little bit tougher to access U.S. Um, you know VC money. Um, you know VC funds typically like to be able to you know meet with you in person. You know they, they like to see kind of like your core operations and client base being in their same geography. It's just you can definitely do it, but it's it's definitely tougher and you're in a different geography. And um, you know just kind of through the contacts that we both had and, and pitching the idea to to some angel investors, we were able to raise two two rounds of around 500k a piece over the last three years. But both unpriced, just convertible convertible notes. Uh, no, actually, both were were priced. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, but actually, we're talking right now to a few VCs here in Spain, and we are planning on raising uh, one million euro, um, you know, sort of Series A type type size round for for Europe um, in the next three to six months. And and what are you trying to raise that on? Like, what what's your what are you looking at to try and get pre money? Mm -hmm. um, that that's sort of a well. Like, give me give me give me a give me a, give me a range. Uh, yeah, let's just say the range is in uh, the range is in five to eight would yeah. be ideal, but but we'll see. Yep. So you're obviously in the middle of negotiations. You'd love to get somewhere between five and eight million pre money. Um, and so you have a team of fifteen. Uh, obviously, you're doing well. Walk me through like customer traction. So I wanted to obviously talk about a customer story. Actually, how they're they're using you. But tell us first, where are you at? How many how many companies are using you? Sure. So I've had over ten thousand companies. In to sign up and we had 35,000 active users um, so quite a bit given that and I'm, I'm just talking about high box now I think it's gonna be too too much to sort of talk about join queue metrics and high box metrics so if I focus on high box well high box is your main thing right just, it's our main focus right now um, both are good uh, products that we are focused on but high box is is sort of the product that's a bit more got a bit more global focus join is enterprise social network that we're very much focused on multinational companies in in Latin America, that's our core target. Whereas Highbox, um, really we're focusing on teams, small teams of let's say five to 100 people, um, anywhere in the world. Particular focus on Latin America and Europe just because we have offices there, but really anywhere in the world. So is, Spencer, is just, to, just to be clear, since there's two companies here and you use the word users, not customers, I mean, how many companies are paying for Highbox? There's over 300 companies that are paying for Highbox. Got it. Okay, good. And you said on average there, you call it four or five seats at, you know, four bucks a pop, right? Yeah, yeah. The average per, per seat would be four or five. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, can I do the math? Can I take 300 customers times a $32 monthly ARPU and assume you guys are doing somewhere around 10 grand in MRR? Yeah, that would be just for our Highbox Pro version. Then we have the Highbox Corporate. Um, 
Which would be which would be a bit more, but yeah, for just for a high box pro, that would be that would be a safe assumption. Well, take. Uh, I, I want to get a sense of what the whole size of the business is like. Are you comfortable sharing? any what do you got? What did you guys do in last month's revenue? I mean, since we're kind of in negotiations with with VCs right now, I, I might rather not go into too much detail. But yeah, I mean, for just for high box, high box pro. Yeah, don't break down your like high, Spencer. The, 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 don't so again. I've done like probably eight or nine hundred of these. Anytime people start breaking it down per plans, it, it starts to get confusing because we don't know like we don't know your plans like you do. So like a, a, sure. as a whole, high box the tool whether it's an SMB paying four bucks for one seat or a corporation with a thousand seats paying four bucks per seat. How many paying customers are there? Businesses? Is that the three hundred number? Yeah, that's the 300 number exactly. Okay, and you and, and you just for high box. Okay, and when you say just for high box, you're saying not not including Join Cube. Correct. Yes. Got it. Okay, so and then on high box, the average again across the entire customer base is about you said 32 bucks a month. Yes, that's right. Okay, got it. So, are, do you, I mean, are these are these are these two separate? Pro so it would come out to about 10 grand in monthly recurring revenue for high box. Where am I missing out on revenue? No, no, I, really what it is, and again, it's a short interview, so I, I, I know we don't have a ton of time to go into all the details, but we're going through a rebranding process right now of JoinCube, and JoinCube is going to become a Highbox, uh, Interpro Highbox corporate. I see. So it'll be the corporate version of what Highbox is, and at that point, it'll essentially just be one product. We're going to merge several features, and it's going to be one product. One version is going to be a bit more tailored to the enterprise client and the other more towards the SMB small team sort of client. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So uh, take me through some of the economics on these kinds of customers. So obviously with the SaaS business churn is critical. What's your gross monthly churn? Our monthly churn right now is 6.2% monthly. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely higher than we want. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a lot of things to improve that right now. And actually that's something I might, I can, can delve into right now. This is a pretty cool thing we're about to launch. Um, it's a new product called Beamer. So we came across the problem of, you know, we're constantly uploading, you know, new features, you know, or minor improvements to kind of you know, the way our UX works or, you know, whatever improvements we're doing on the platform. And, you know, our users don't always, um, you know, don't, aren't always aware of all these changes that we're doing, right? And so they're less engaged and maybe more likely to, to churn. Um, so we had the idea of, you know, when I looked to see if there's a tool, um, you know, that, that did this currently to let you have like a kind of plug and play change log for all these different improvements um, that you're making to your product. And there really isn't a product like that that exists. So we're about to launch in the next two weeks, a product called Beamer that lets you essentially notify product changes to your user base from within your product um, by just plugging in a super easy um, script. It's um, essentially like a change log as a service. Um, and yeah, it lets users have like one specific place where they know they can always go to see all the latest updates, um, you know, new features and improvements that you've been doing. If the people using uh, Highbox cool. though is like a sales team or a marketing team at a company, why is a changelog tool going to make that marketing person or that salesperson more sticky? No, it's going to make them more sticky because we're going to use this product for Highbox. So like, you know, we'll be using our own product, Beamer. Yeah, yeah, but you're assuming these people are going to go in and actually read the notification from Beamer that you released the new feature in the video conferencing app, right? Am I getting that right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. like a message is going to appear in a very obvious way. Um, yeah, to let people know about the new improvements we're making. I mean, it sounds so, like intercom. I mean, that's gonna... 
Yeah, similar to Intercom, but with Intercom, you don't have one place you can go to see, you know, like all of the latest changes that have been made, right? Intercom can send you messages um, and emails and in-app messages, but there's no log of all the conversations you've had um, with Intercom. Got it. What are you paying uh, to acquire these customers? So we're paying around 230 dollars. That's our cost of acquisition per paying customer. And where are you spending most of that? Most of that is on online advertising. So we have campaigns in AdWords and in Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and then another big chunk of that goes to, you know, salaries, uh, you know, people that are managing our campaigns, people that are helping us with SEO stuff. So it's fully weighted. Content. That's a fully weighted tax. Yes, fully weighted. Exactly. Got it. So what are you, just give me a sense of scale here. Last month, what'd you spend just on paid advertising? On paid advertising, we probably spent around 3k oh, okay okay so so, so yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good size not a huge size um okay last question here do you do you care about things like payback period and if so what are you trying to optimize for yeah we definitely care about it um you know we've always kind of started this as we want this to be profitable as you know as soon as we can um i think that's more the mentality of like entrepreneurship in in latin america and sort of that's where we started that's you know my partner's background so we've always operated with that um that focus so yeah we just try to be as lean as possible you know whether that's for you know how many people that are on our team i mean I think we have a relatively small team for kind of the scope of what we're running in terms of number of products, number of companies, you know, between Joint Cube and Highbox that are signed up. So, yeah, keeping the team as lean as possible. Um, that's a big thing for us. You know, we optimize every, we test, you know, it's, it's just as much as we can on everything we do, every single aspect of the funnel mm -hmm. from the landing pages, you know, to our different ads, you know, always A-B testing to, to kind of reduce those costs. I mean, if I had to say two things, those are the two things we, yep. we, we mostly got to reduce. So Spencer, uh, fa fast forward to the end of the year, uh, because you guys are spread out, it's your virtual holiday party where you all get on your video conferencing tool and you're celebrating before the holidays. Um, what ARR target would you have hit where you guys would all be like jumping for joy? It's a stretch target. It's something that would be really exciting for you guys. I guess with all of these, with your branding, like your branding redone with JoinCube and Highbox combined. Yeah. If we're just going to focus on the Highbox part, um, which is a 10 right now, if we could triple that by the end of the year, we'd be jumping for joy. If Great. we could double it, I'd say we've done a good job. And mer merge JoinCube because it sounds like that's strategically what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, just so it's one brand, you know, so we don't have to be be managing two separate products. Right? Yeah, no, Spencer, my, my point is merging the revenue from JoinCube. So you just gave me Highbox. What, what, together as a company, all of it together, what ARR target by the end of the year, if you hit it, you'd be really excited about? Or is JoinCube free? With everything, with everything together, we'd be really excited about 50. Okay, got it. 50 months. Got it. Okay, last question here before we wrap up with the famous five. What's the weirdest thing? So you can't say paid marketing or inbound marketing. What's the weirdest thing you've done to acquire customers? <laughs> the weirdest thing we've done to acquire customers. Um, well, we've seen that. So, you know, one of the biggest things we want to do is, you know, we've got this huge database of people that have signed up for one of our products over the last, you know, three to four years, right? How, what can we do? Because these are the best people to target, the people that were interested in your products at one point and didn't convert. Um, you know, that's the low-hanging fruit. Like, how can you go back and convert those people? Um, so we sent out an email uh, saying that I had a fight with my 
business partner. Um, I lost a bet with him basically. And to get back at him, I was going to offer a 50% uh, discount forever for a high box enterprise plan. And uh, we actually had a bunch of people either respond to that saying it was, it was funny and they were going to check it out again and, and a decent amount of people convert. That's so, really funny. That, uh, that's something that worked. And what do you, do you guys have any weird costs um, that other software companies wouldn't have above the line or is your gross margin in line with them like 85-90% range? Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Got it. Very cool. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book. Um, that that is a good question. Black Swan, I like a lot. All right, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, Elon Musk, I just study because I like to keep on, you know, up to date with the latest, latest trends. And number three, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have? Favorite online tool? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I actually really do like intercom i think it's a really good way to connect with your customers and if you're a SaaS business I, I totally think you should be using that to, to get better conversations and insights you know from from real users number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night i try to go for seven That's what do you get goal. and i get about seven okay I mean, it's important to me i do a lot of sports do a lot of climbing so yeah i actually do get about seven and what's your situation married single do you have kids i'm single with a girlfriend. Okay, but no, ki no kids that you know no of. All right. No. And how old are you, Spencer? I'm 29. All right, last question. Take us back nine years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I wish my 20-year-old self knew. Uh, that's such a good question. I wish my 20-year-old self knew that technology was going to end up being sort of my passion and what I was going to spend so much time in. And I, I wish I kind of would have dived right into to entrepreneurship really from day one. Um, it's just got a different energy. It's got a different pace. Um, and you learn so much more, I think, in just like a year of trying to be, you know, a first-time entrepreneur versus several years in a corporate environment. So, yeah, I, I might have gone for this earlier, but but it's been good either way. There you guys have it from Spencer in Barcelona, founder of Highbox, uh, quit investment banking and the banking sector in general for Highbox and his other company, uh, JoinCube. They're bringing the two together with the goal of hitting fifty uh, $50,000 in monthly recurring revenue by the end of the year. Currently, Highbox is doing about ten grand per month, serving 300 customers of different team sizes, each paying about 32 bucks per month helping them with messaging, on-demand video conferencing, among other things. A uh, new product coming out called Beamer, which will help folks understand change logs and ideally help current users understand what's being changed and how they can access and use new products. They've raised $1 million, distributed team across Buenos Aires, Austin, and, uh, and uh, Barcelona. Spencer, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Yeah, for sure.